1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, I've a with spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play. Off to the races. Touchdown. Oh, he's done it again. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: The NFL schedule is out. The Bears don't play any consecutive home games or road games this year. It's home away, home away. That I mean that's we should spend the whole time talking about that. That's so weird. But we have other oh, and also the Raiders are on Monday Night Football in Week 1 for the third time in four seasons. This is what I'm looking at when I look at the schedule, but also plenty of fantasy analysis. Like last year, I talked about the players who had the hardest cornerback matchups, like DK Metcalf and Stefan Diggs. So that stuff's really important right now. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, <laughs> and Dave Richard on uh, 9.45 p.m. on Wednesday night, late night podcast. podcasting here. Dave, um, how, how important is the schedule release for you in terms of fantasy?
2: This is what can provide some tiebreakers for you during the draft uh, where you might be comparing player A and player B and you go and you look at the schedule and player A has got a great schedule and player B not so much. Well, that might lean you toward taking player A.
0: Jamie, what do you think?
3: Um, I think that the Broncos DST has got a great three-game stretch to start the season. I think that the 49ers have a great opener and a great championship matchup if you're looking at it from – uh, offense and defense they get the lions in week one and the Texans in week 17 so that could be really good if you're looking at some 49ers uh, those were two things that stood out to me
0: okay yeah I, I, I don't know how much how into it you guys have gotten I'm wondering if there's a player that just has a brutal start to the season or an incredible start to the season I don't love I, I think hey ready for my big prediction schedule prediction Mac Jones starting week five. The Patriots start with the Dolphins, then they're at the Jets, then the Saints and the Bucks. They're going one and three. They're going to look pretty bad against the Dolphins, the Saints, and the Bucs. They're favorite against Miami, though. They're going to lose. Week five is at Houston. And even if they win, it won't be because Cam Newton was so good. Week five at Houston. Week six, Dallas. Week seven, the Jets. Beautiful time. Get your rookie quarterback in there. Uh, So, yeah, they have a tough start. Um... Cam Akers has the Bears, Colts, and Bucks in the first three weeks. I hope he gets off to a good start. I hope he can, you know, I hope we don't have to worry about him fending off Daryl Henderson or anything like that. Anything, anything stand out to you, Dave? I've got
2: a lot of things that stand out to me. I don't know how deep into the weeds you want me to get, but the first thing that seemed weird to me is that there are four teams with a week 14 bye. I don't think we've ever said that before. Where There's teams that are going to play for the first 13 weeks of the season. Remember, we're moving to an 18-game slate, but the the Colts, the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Eagles, if, if you're lazy like me, get a kicker or a DST off of one of those teams, then you don't have to chase them out of your lineup until week 14, and by then, your fantasy team might be so dominant that you won't even care. You'll just put them in your lineup on a bye, and you'll Deal with it later, you'll win anyway, or your team will be out of it, and you won't care, and uh, you'll cut them at some point or do whatever. But I thought that was interesting. haven't seen a week 14 buy before. You said Cam Akers has a tough early season schedule. I agree with you. That's one of those tiebreakers that I think works against him. DeAndre Swift just has a tough schedule in general, but I think it's also difficult at the very beginning. Hopefully, he can rack up a lot of receptions, but if you want to talk about tough schedules to start the year, uh, the Eagles, the Bucks, the Giants, and the football team, those are the first four games for Atlanta. So for a team that didn't do a whole heck of a lot to get their their run game improved, it's kind of a good thing. I think this is a tough start for Mike Davis. I would I I would struggle to say that he's going to have three good games out of those four. He might have they two. Have,
0: what's their first four?
2: It's Philadelphia at home, which uh, that's probably his best matchup. Then he's at Tampa Bay, Ugh. At the Giants, this is where you go on for about two well, minutes. Lost, they lost the a very
0: important piece of their run defense, but still, I, still I should agree. have a good one.
2: But they still have a lot of good players yeah, up front. And then good. Washington, who, you know, they're they're up there with one of the best front sevens in football. So I, I'm, I'm nervous about Mike Davis, probably not going to be as interested in drafting him at this point. And the Falcons in general kind of got the old Scroogey. They only have seven games at home. One of their home yeah. games is in London. And the NFC only has eight home games this year, so only seven home games for the Falcons.
0: Seven home games, nine road games, one neutral game.
2: And Jay- it might as well be a road game.
0: Jamie, how uh, how do you like a team whose first four opponents are the Raiders, Chiefs, Lions, and Broncos? Um, Pretty good, no? That's pretty good, yeah. Raiders, Chiefs, Lions, and Broncos. That would be the Baltimore Ravens, starting yep. with them.
2: Those first three games, especially, but the, even that fourth game against Denver, I think the Broncos' pass defense is going to be great,
0: but uh, I don't know if
2: their run defense is going to be uh, equal to the task. So I that's saw, a real
3: today that the uh, Lamar Jackson's highest passing totals each of the last two seasons have come in week one.
0: Oh, that's interesting. He also doesn't have. I looked at his his two regular season, season games against the Chiefs; they weren't very good. So you think you know high scoring game uh, would be good for him? I, I, I still think it is, but. History, recent small sample size history hasn't been good. Jamie, any players that you that noticed, you know, tough or easy? Anything like that? Um, and, and let me just say, like, we're doing this kind of reactionary. I haven't even seen all of the schedules. I'm just seeing them as we have this live blog on CBSports.com and they're updating it. I've seen most. I haven't seen everyone, So I, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit because we wanted to get out ahead of it and have some fun with it. And I know it's not the be-all, end-all, and defenses aren't what, they, what we expect them to be. There are a lot of injuries and a lot of turnover. So just with that being said, just having fun with it, is there anything that stood out to you?
3: I mean, you know, I, I, the, the one thing that we did have time to digest is week one. Um, you know, and so looking at week one because the schedules came out this morning, I thought it was cool that each of the networks uh, were able to broadcast their schedules. So CBS did theirs, Fox did theirs. Uh, ABC did the Monday night schedule. Um, I I think, you know, if you're looking just from a week one standpoint, uh, Trevor Lawrence is definitely interesting. Um, You know, from a streaming standpoint, gets the Texans in week one. You're going to hear a lot from us throughout the course of the season about playing against Texans. That's going to be a bad defense. And if they don't have Deshaun Watson, which clearly feels like they're not going to. Uh, The other side of that, you know, the Texans would have been interesting if Watson was playing or if Watson does play for the Texans. But um, because Jacksonville's defense is not going to be great, but there's some great week one matchups. Um, You know, I I think uh, they've they've sort of highlighted one of the teams, but Atlanta Philly should be fun. um, That that week one game, you know, that's one where you're going to probably see a big um, over under total. And I would say take the over. I also think that Minnesota Cincinnati is going to be a fun one in week one. Um, You know, that's a defense for the Vikings that's rebuilding and, you know, should be better than where a year ago. Uh, But that offense is going to be fun and you have some tie-ins there with uh, Justin Jefferson on one side and then the two other uh, guys for the LSU um, offense on the other side with Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow. So it should be a fun one there. Those are a couple of games that stood out to me. But uh, for the most part, you know, just I I, I like to look at week one. Um, You know, I get a little bit into what the the championship playoff schedules can be for teams. Um, For DSTs, you know, you try to look for the first couple of weeks. Like I said, the 49ers were a team that was already a a top five DST for me, but um, just looking at, at their week one matchup against Detroit and that rebuilding offense, especially quarterback that they know really well in Jared Goff. And if they're healthy as expected, they could be uh, you know really good team to start the season. Then again, if you're looking at at the close, getting the Texans in week 17 could be really good for that team.
0: Uh, I noticed the Bengals, they have some some pretty good pass rushers coming their way. The Vikings with Hunter, the Steelers in week two, the Packers in week three. I think
3: you Khalil Mack in week two. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, Khalil Mack's in Week 2. I'm sorry. I read the schedule wrong. I thought he was in Week 4. Okay, so it goes Vikings, Bears, then Steelers, then Jaguars, then Packers, I believe. That's their first five right. games. They got some good yep. pass rushers coming their way. I was about to get to Khalil Mack, but he's actually in Week 2. Um, all right, so yeah, there's... there's uh, let me, What what defenses scare you, Dave? Which are the ones that you think are going to be bad for fantasy? Bad, bad well, for, for fantasy offenses?
2: We We haven't... Oh, which ones are gonna be bad for fantasy like, offense? Sorry. That's I a... thought you were asking me like what DSTs might I have downgraded because of the schedule. No, no, um,
0: which which teams when you say, uh oh, they have this opponent, that's not oh, the
2: the Rams certainly stand yeah. out. The Bucks stand out, Washington certainly stands out. I think Denver given i i know that their run defense might not be amazing but it should still be good their pass
3: rush should be very good their Denver's secondary is games, deep you know if you we were already talking about Denver as a DST to target and their first three games they get Daniel Jones and then two rookie quarterbacks quarterback. right yeah that's so a great one so it's, they, uh, it it's a real good situation now two of them are on the road to start the season so obviously not ideal but you know they they should be fine for week 1 going into New York and then going into Jacksonville you know uh, hopefully Trevor Lawrence plays well in week 1 but for week 2 that's a tough matchup. And then they get the Jets in week three. So it's, you know, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, three straight games. And then they get Baltimore in week four. But at that point, you should feel pretty good about the Broncos DST. And
2: I'm not ready to to fully say that these defenses are going to be like, you know, stay away from these DSTs or stay away from these defenses for the matchups. But there's an ABC that I think could be uh, tougher than we think. Arizona, Buffalo and Cleveland and especially in Buffalo, take a look at what they have on that D-line and what what types of different packages they can put together to rush quarterbacks. They are deep on that D-line. They've had a good secondary, playing a good scheme for a long time, uh, and good linebackers to go with it. That could be a defense that ends up
3: wreaking havoc during the year. Cleveland's interesting because obviously they get Kansas City in week one, which is not ideal. But then they come back week two and week three, and they get Houston to Chicago. And so... We know Houston could be miserable, and then Chicago is a wild card because it could be Andy Dalton, which we hope it's not, but it could be Justin Fields. Obviously, you know maybe that's his first start for all we know. You know, so even if he's starting this to open the season, you're still talking about rookie quarterback. So the Browns DST is probably going to be one that might not get drafted because of their week one matchup, but because they be will be the
0: right after. I, yep. I think they could have a great defense this year. And that's the thing. I think so too. The, maybe the Steelers take a step back. They've lost, uh, you know, a number of starters.
3: Sure. But Bud Dupree being the biggest one. Right. Mm-hmm. But they
0: still, shoot, I feel like they'll still be good. One, until they have a bad defense, I'm not going to think they, they're not going to have a good defense. You know, anytime
3: There's, you have one of the premier pass rushers, you have a shot to begin with. You right. Know? Yep. So when you have TJ Watt, and then clearly they has, still have great linebackers are getting Devin Bush back and good D linemen too. Yeah, and, and the secondary is, still going to be very good um so yeah i think the steelers are still going to be one of the, the the top dsts but that's another one you know week one at buffalo that's not going to be an easy matchup for them because of what the bills present offensively and the challenge that they have so there's going to be some interesting dsts that i think get dropped after week one or might not even get drafted you know for people that are looking at the schedule but um you know like for example the colts i mean look what they're starting yeah. in the first two games are seattle and the rams um you know that's not easy you know, no. for what those offensive present. But uh, we saw last year that the Colts' DSD was, was fantastic and could still be fantastic again. Jamie, they've got Seattle and the Rams, and then they've got the Titans and the Dolphins. So maybe that Dolphins game, they'll be they'll be ready to roll by then, but they'll have their hands full with the Titans too in week three. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we just you never know with Tennessee, especially with what they lost, how efficient they'll still be. But, you know, it's going to be Derrick Henry and, and A.J. Brown. That's not easy to be with. So you're right.
0: I'm trying to see the NFC North. I, the point I was going to make is the AFC North. Sorry, with Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland, is you know that's not not a, a division no. you want to get matched up with. And that is the and this I think is interesting. The the AFC West faces the AFC North and the NFC East. So if you think the Giants and the and the football team have good defenses, and I think they do, then that's a lot of good defenses. And I, it's kind of interesting for Justin Herbert. He has some pretty tough matchups. He has some pretty easy matchups too, because you know you get Dallas. Um, you get Cincinnati. Dallas,
2: Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, the he, Raiders. Get yeah. The Raiders.
0: But, but yeah. But, um, right.
2: I don't think he's got that great of a schedule.
0: No, he gets Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the Giants, the Patriots, the Ravens and Washington. All of those teams were top eight against quarterbacks last year, and fantasy points allowed, except for Cleveland, and we think they're going to be much better. Yeah. He also gets Kansas City twice, and Kansas City was a pretty good defense last year, and the Eagles are kind of on the fence. Uh, but he does get Dallas, Cincinnati, Houston, Denver twice, and the Raiders twice. Although, Dave, you said the Denver's going to a really pass no, defense. Denver's
2: a tough defense. Denver's going to be a defense that gives Kansas City some fits, because they but, can go deep in their secondary.
3: This, this is where you hope you know the Chiefs Obviously, with what they've done on their offensive line, the Chargers, what they've done on their offensive line, that these are where those moves help yeah. you know offset some of those great defenses. And that's the hope, you know, because as good as those secondaries are, you know, these those playmakers will still get open if the quarterback has time to find them. And that's the hope. So, um, you know, you gotta hope so at, at this point that great players sign through. And 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 we've said this, you know, time and time again. You know, go back to last year. We were talking about Deshaun Watson's first four games. And, you know, uh just the way that it was it was supposed to unfold from, and I believe three of them were were very impressive performances from, if I recall. So, you know, it it could still uh, be a good, good. Oh wait, the first three? No, you're to no, the First four games he were 22, 16, 20, and 24.
0: Yeah, and then he went off, but that was that's a good call of of someone that we said. I can think of two instances where we knew the schedule was going to be a certain way, and Watson was one of them. We said, get through the first three weeks, then he's going to be amazing. And so Todd, three were
3: okay. One was terrible.
0: Todd Gurley was had a great schedule and then we were like sell high after the Carolina game whatever it was and he was terrible after the schedule got a little bit tougher so you can you can get some nuggets i just also know you know i have to say that there have definitely been times where i've looked at players and been like whoa their schedule is brutal and it hasn't mattered at all so i'm not i'm not even going to i'm not going to make that big of a deal of it but i do think what we said about the AFC North having good defenses, the NFC East with Washington and the Giants. And I really think the Chargers should be a, obviously a much better defense this year. They were so injured last year. The Chiefs Denver. are The Chiefs are solid. Um Denver, you've talked about How about the Raiders? I mean, do the Raiders have a really bad fantasy schedule?
2: Yeah. Like, they're worried and their defense there. is ugly too.
0: Yeah, so, so that's one to keep an eye on. I
2: mean, it's just it's another strike against Josh Jacobs for sure. Tough matchups, and the defense is probably not going to stop anybody.
3: I mean, Derek, Derek Carr, just <laughs> look at this, because we we don't know yet if Miami's pass rush is going to be good uh, based on the moves that they made this offseason. But they, <laughs> Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Miami, uh, after the Dolphins, then you got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. <laughs> yeah, and
0: Chubb. And what happened
3: to their
2: offensive line? What did they do to it? Oh, yeah, that's right. They dismantled it. Yeah.
0: Does it scare you off Waller at all? No, uh, no, I think that helps Waller. Does it scare you off John Brown? Because this is actually making me think that John Brown, Ravens, Steelers, Dolphins, Chargers, Bears, Broncos, first six games. Should I – I because I kind of I mean, like when John Brown. When you
3: say scare you off John Brown, he's being drafted as a fourth receiver. Right. Know, so yeah. Maybe I, I you know stream him. Especially, like, where you're getting him. Like, I, I don't think you should be scared of John Brown. Like, you should almost welcome John Brown because if he gets – if he does anything through those first four games when you're not starting him because he's going to be on your bench, then when he gets to a little bit of a lighter schedule, you feel a little better about it.
0: Uh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I like John Brown. I mean, I liked Aguilar a lot last year. I think he's a better player than Aguilar. So maybe maybe Rugg steps up, but <clears throat> it's not hard to make a case for for John Brown, I think. Um, all right, guys, I'll throw it over to you. Dave, anything else? Sure. Um, there
2: are some teams that or some players that I would – say, have a good early schedule. And you guys can check me on it if you want, but uh, I think the schedule is good for Cleveland and they're passing him to begin the year. Baker could be someone that you stream. Odell could be someone that you eventually sell high on if he gets off to a good start. Same thing with Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, and then he's got Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and Jalen Rager. We think that that could be good.
0: Give us some of the matchups. Give us some of the matchups.
2: You want to see the matchups? Not all
0: of them. Give me like the first four for these teams.
2: All right, I got that. So the Cleveland Browns start the season with Kansas City. Should be a high-scoring game that's in Kansas City. Then it's Houston at home, Chicago at home. And remember, Chicago's defense is Khalil Mack and then uh, there are some good players elsewhere in that defense, but I think that they take a step back this year. And then at Minnesota, I don't know what that Vikings defense is going to look like. So I think that that's a nice start for, for Cleveland. And yeah. I think Philadelphia, let me get to the, their schedule. They've got Atlanta in week one. We know that that's going to be a high-scoring well, game. but remember,
0: Atlanta's defense got, got pretty solid after yeah, they fired Dan Quinn. I know,
2: but they st- they're, if you go and look at their defense now, it looks brutal. I, I don't know where their pass rush is going to come from. I think their two starting linebackers gave up a total of like 25 missed tackles last year. Okay. Secondary still has a lot of inexperience. The safeties got changed out. So I I think that that's a defense that could be ripe. And I think Philadelphia can take advantage. Uh, San Francisco's secondary, that's a question mark. At Dallas in week three and then Kansas City in week four. So I think that Philadelphia's offense could get off to a good start.
0: I think uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you've got... We already talked about Cam A uh, Just another
3: good one for me is Carolina. I mean, I, I like their start as well. You got the Jets. Yep. You got Norm. They're on my list. You know, their secondary is you know, going through a little bit of a change. Houston, week three. Dallas, week four. Philly, week five. I mean, that's a team that if Sam Darnold, you would expect, has uh, something to play for in week one, um, taking on this former team, that uh, with all I'll the weapons two. that they have now healthy you know obviously McCaffrey being back and uh Terrace Marshall stepping into you know Curtis Samuel's spot not necessarily role but spot um that's a team that you can look at and say that could be you know some some high scoring games and some good production from their top guys
2: I agree with that I would take a long look at the Cardinals schedule overlook the games against the Rams and I think that you'll you'll like it I think it's a good early season
3: schedule for them yeah, and the I think four, it's five, good six overall. Is kind of brutal though if we're counting on the 49ers defense to be healthy and the Browns defense to be good because it goes Rams, 49ers, Browns. Those I'm not
2: sure. I, I think they can work around. I, I agree on the Browns. I, I think the 49ers, I think the jury's still out on whether their defensive backfield's gonna be good.
3: Uh agree. But again, you know, you have a pass rush and that changes things. And you know, yeah. Nick Bosa back is gonna change that defense in a big, big way.
2: I, I hope so for their sake, but the Cardinals did improve their offensive line as well. So I I even even with that three game. Nightmare. I think that they're still in good shape. They still could have as yeah, many I, I, like, you know, I mean, games that are Look, really passing on
3: Kyler Murray or DeAndre Hopkins because of the schedule. You know, and then little... dial up the Cowboys schedule. I know week one's tough, but one weeks two through twelve. If the Chargers are healthy though, that's that, that's a wild card because their char- their defense could be awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, could could. so wait, who's week one for the Cowboys? Uh oh, they it's get, the Bucks, right? Yeah, yeah, they get the Bucks, that's in, the first game of the year in mm-hmm. the
3: primetime game. Yeah, Chargers is again it's a wild card, but that's back to back road games. It's never easy. Uh, and then Philly, Carolina, the Giants, and and then the tough one against the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I think that passing game could really help fantasy managers. It's it's a nice little perk to Dak and everybody else. Gallup could be a, a DFS guy.
3: Yeah. Thing, I mean, I, I think the one thing though that we're, you're, I don't think anybody's changing their opinion on how they're drafting the the, the Cowboys though. You know, based on what's no. Nope. Just no, but, but I, will,
0: it. I will point out that Amari Cooper does have a little bit of a history of being pretty bad against great cornerbacks, and that was somebody that I did highlight last year as having tough cornerback matchups, and it's hard to say how that played out just because of the whole Dak thing, but in week one, he he um, he had he played the Rams, and I think he had 80 yards or something like that, but he has something like 14 targets, so uh, he had 10 catches for 81 yards at the Rams. I mean, that's not really that good, and then he had two catches. For I would two- take
2: that in PPR.
0: I know, but it's, okay, but it's really not a great game. For get, you get that many times. I agree, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it. yes, it is great in PPR, and, and look, if they're just going to throw the ball, they're just going to sling it a whole bunch and have a terrible defense, and it probably won't matter because the targets will be there, but Cooper is a guy who, who has struggled against top cornerbacks, and he struggled badly against the Giants and the Eagles last year, but really very little of that was with Dak.
3: I, I, just, I just wonder, though, if, if CeeDee Lamb is as good as he seemed to be last year, he's they're probably not traveling with a corner on Amari Cooper, whoever they're facing that corner. Tomorrow. Yeah, that's good cool. Well,
0: but Lamb's in the slot, right? So you, if you had an outside corner. Well, they moved corner, Cooper in
3: the slot, too. I you mean, could, they moved those guys around.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. There was one other team I wanted to get to. Oh, the Dolphins. You know, this is just kind of interesting because uh, – Their first two games suck. Yeah, they, they got New England, Buffalo, then they get Las Vegas, then Indianapolis and Tampa Bay. I mean, what if they're 1-4? And, and Jacksonville and London. Yeah, but that's like a really tough start to their season. I don't know that they're, it's not like they're going to bench Tua,
3: but that's why they've done it before.
0: Yeah, for who? Jacoby Brissett, maybe
3: he started before. It's not like he's not a starting quarterback.
0: Maybe they bench Miles Gaskin for Jacoby Brissett. Short yardage. But yeah, New England, Buffalo, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, Tampa Bay. There's some four good defenses in that stretch. That's pretty much all I got. Unfortunately for Tennessee, Tennessee faces Houston in week 18. So, yeah, they lose They lose the Houston matchup mm-hmm. in the fantasy season. Yeah, Cleveland Whoa. loses Cincinnati. One more thing. Philadelphia. Fantasy postseason if it's weeks yes. 15, 16, 17. This is a great call. Washington twice and the Giants for Philadelphia.
2: Cowboys have Washington twice late in the year, too.
0: Oh. It's like Washington's going to be pretty busy in, in the division late in the season. Just um, remember,
3: though, yeah. when you're talking about the fantasy postseason, this is going to be a grind. It's really going to be a long year for these guys. And so, you know, how it's going to be who's healthy at that point, you know. So um, just I I wouldn't necessarily, you know, draft for the postseason or avoid for the postseason because who knows what these teams are going to look like. And remember, if a team has playoff implications or the other side where they don't have playoff, they could be resting guys. So you could see a little bit more of two games of guys maybe playing the half or, not necessarily going full go because they're getting ready for the playoffs. And they want to make sure they're healthy.
0: Generally speaking, I wonder if players will sit more with a, an injury that they could theoretically play through in a 17 game season compared to a sixteen game season. I know it's only one game, but you know, it's each game is slightly less important and the season's longer and you gotta get through it. Do, they, do teams play it a little... There's no way we can know the answer to this. But do well, teams also, play you know, it a little more conservatively? In
3: the, the new playoff format from last year, too. Only one team gets a bye. So, yep. you know, that they, they, they could be going a little harder to make sure that they get the bye if, they, if it's up for grabs. Or if they know they don't have a bye, you know, does the two seed matter versus the three or however they want to play that out?
0: All right, I'm going to read some emails here just because we haven't had a time to to get to those in the other episodes this week and tomorrow we're doing a or well, you'll probably you might hear this on Thursday anyway. So Thursday we're doing a mock draft review. So let's do these emails really quickly here. Email from Jim in Michigan. Why isn't anyone considering this as a realistic real world real world trade? How about Aaron Rodgers straight up for Kyler Murray, or maybe there will be some draft pick compensation, but less draft pick compensation needed, less current players needed. We are living in a fantasy world. How great would it be to watch Aaron Rodgers run that offense?
3: Why would Arizona do that? Right. <laughs> Take on that salary when Kyler's still under his rookie deal. He's 37. Kyler's what, 23. Something like that, right? 22? I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers makes them a better team right now, but you have to think about what the long-term future is, and the long-term future is Kyler Murray. It's not Aaron Rodgers. So, Plus, that offense was built for Kyler. There's no way that that the Cardinals would do that.
0: I want to read what Jason Lockenfora wrote. He he wrote an article that came out, I saw it today, about the NFL quarterback tiers. He does his own quarterback tiers. Tier three is the rising stars, and it's Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, and Joe Burrow. And this is what he wrote about Kyler Murray. He wrote, Kyler Murray's first half of the season had him on a path to MVP consideration and a move to Tier 1, but major questions remain about Cliff's killer offense in Arizona. Far too often, opposing scouts and coordinators would tell me their ability to move the ball came down to Murray going off script and improvising, and everyone on that coaching staff in front office should be feeling the heat if this team once again fails to take a meaningful step to the playoffs, running around for first downs will only take you so far. Thought, just thought it was a, just little food for thought out there. Oh, I mean, th- th-
3: this is a big year for the coaching staff. There, I mean, you know what? You, you see what they've done. They they go out, as Dave said, they upgrade the offensive line with the trade to get, you know, uh, the center from from the Raiders. They go out and they bring in another, you know, veteran presence to help the receiving core. They draft a receiver in, in Rondell Moore, AJ Green being the veteran. You know, so they've done things the last two years to, you know, put Kyler in place to have success. And and as JLC said, he was on pace for an MVP season, but he didn't stay healthy. Uh, Things weren't there, you know, for him to, you know, take the next step. He's got to take the next step this season. And I think a lot of us are counting on that fantasy wise. But um, if they don't make a playoff run, I'm sure Cliff Kingsbury might be fired and probably should deserve to be fired.
2: I wonder if they tell Kyler to run a little less. Like, is that the, the biggest takeaway that they've got from last year is that Kyler's got to stay healthy. He's got to be able to stay on the field. He's got to play at 100%. Maybe they ask him to take fewer chances. That would that would not be good no, for that
0: would good. Let's production. not even – That's no, let's not – I hate that, Dave. I hate everything you just said. Let's take a break. I'm going to yell at Dave during the just break.
3: Real quick, though, just in terms of tying in Aaron Rodgers' schedule, that's a big factor if you're looking at these defenses because you're looking at the Broncos – he may be on the Broncos and you could be saying, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the teams that are playing against the Packers all the time if it's Jordan Love as a starter or maybe, you know, Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater.
0: All right, um, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, more of your emails at at cbsi.com. This
3: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
4: to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast. all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash podcast.
0: And we are back on Fantasy Football today. Here we go. We'll finish up with a few more. This is from Thomas Thurman. His name is Thomas Thurman. That's... Switch them, flip them around, you know? Yeah. Uh uh-huh. Yeah. Uh hey, Cordero Patterson, Josh Palmer, Justin Hunter, Juwan Jennings, and Josh Malone.
3: Tennessee Stars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Most recent Vols wide receivers. He loves his Vols. Which current group seems to have a deficiency that we could see a rookie drafted or undrafted emerge from? Uh potential examples below. Nico Collins, wide receiver for the Texans, Javion Hawkins. Running back for the Falcons or real deep LOL Kenny Yaboa, tight end for the Jets. Well, I think I think the running back for the Falcons Brown. is
3: interesting just because of what uh, their running backs coach said. I forget his name, so I apologize. But um, I, I know he spoke to the media the other day and he was saying mm-hmm. um, that he likes the group, you know, and we know it's, it, it's a group of no names. He said that Cordell Patterson is more of a gadget player. Uh, Mike Davis was somebody, I guess, that he tried to recruit out of high school to wherever he was coaching in college. Um, he said Kadri Allison could still be explosive and um, uh, I'm, I'm going to get the kid's name wrong. So who, who, did, who did Hawkins? on Hawkins? Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are bringing up that he could be this year's James Robinson, which makes sense. He's not the same type of player um, if you watch him. But uh, the circumstances are there, you know, uh, an open backfield, essentially, but. Um, It's Mike Davis's job to lose, and if he screws up, and as Dave said, you know the schedule's not going to be easy. So if he screws up, they're going to give other guys opportunities. Um, So that's a name to definitely keep an eye on. You know, if you if you if your rookie draft and is three rounds or more, and you get to round three, like we just did a a three-round rookie mock draft uh, on Tuesday, and you see some of the names in round three, and you're like, okay, good player, good opportunity, but may take some time. That's a guy to you know put on your radar. Certainly if you go to four rounds or more, that's definitely a guy you want to consider drafting because even if it's just a couple weeks into the season and you have to move on or he doesn't make the team in the preseason, you can move on from that. But uh, if he does get a chance to maybe be number two on the depth chart and something happens to Mike Davis, there's a good chance for them to for him to have some success.
2: He's just really small and he's got
3: really small hands.
2: So speed kills, there's no doubt about it. I just wonder like what would happen to this guy if he was consistently getting twelve touches per game. As, as a running back. It, he he makes me a little
3: nervous. Yeah, he doesn't have to be a the, a star, but he could be a contributor and he could you know, for what sure. for what you you know could be looking at as a flex if he's as a, as our buddy P Prisco likes to say a typical airback. Um that's something that could certainly help him.
2: He could do that, but I think that would be like all that he could do. Um Jared Dokes, if if I'm gonna go deep on this, Jared Dokes is a late round rookie pick by the Dolphins. Physical running back, has good balance, not fast but maybe someone that could end up swiping some touchdowns away.
0: Remember Sergeant Dokes from Dexter? No. Yeah. Well, it's a great character. This is from Patrick in a small Jersey Shore town.
2: Asbury Park. Ah, okay. I'm in a... Bam, bam, Bigelow.
0: I'm (laughs) in a 10-team PPR Keeper League. We can keep one player from our previous draft, except for players drafted in rounds one, two, and three. Who should I keep? Terry McLaurin in round six or Darren Waller in round seven?
2: Waller. Yeah. Waller. That's probably the better way to go.
0: Waller, shot caller, brawler. This is from Vaughn in Virginia. Dear Michael, Andy, Jim, and Creed. Why does everybody love Creed? Since I started listening to every episode of FF today, I've won two of three fantasy titles. Yes. But now I have an important keeper decision to make, which I'm sure I'll botch. Now nah, we got gotcha. you. Half PPR. Keep them plus two rounds every year for as long as you want. I have the 10th pick. So I'm going to keep Camara at 10. Uh, here are my other options. Camara, 11th overall. Cam makers... for 10th and 11th overall. Camara and... Did I say Camara? You did. Sorry. Hopkins. Camara and Hopkins in the first and the second rounds. So 10th and 11th overall. Cam makers, fourth round. Lamar Jackson, eighth round. This is a half PPR league. Pick two.
3: The 10-team league? Yes. Yes. So, obviously, you keep Lamar Jackson because you could still keep him for. You, you got for a six effective.
0: next year. Yeah. Okay. So, are you guys on board with Kamara? Of course. Yeah. Okay. And finally, from Jamie from the Great White North, subject line Daniel Jones traded for what? Real time reaction. Uh, hey, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. This question has nothing to do with Daniel Jones. Thanks for the tip, Heath. Yes, he said, put (laughs) Dato Jones in the subject line, and I'll read it. Deep 16-team, tight end premium, PPR Dynasty League. Here are my running backs. Jacobs, Zach Moss, Jeff Wilson, LaMichael Pirine, DJ Dallas, Divino Zigbo, Benny Snell, JJ Taylor, Le'Veon Bell. As you can all see, it's bad. Really, really bad. It's my only weakness, though. Um... Okay, I I ended up trading my 1.6 rookie draft pick and my 2022 first-round pick for 1.1 so I can take Najee Harris. Is this a good deal for me to have made? It is tight end premium, by the way. Tight end score 1.5 points. So should I take Kyle Pitts? He uh, he has... Who's his tight end? Hunter Henry. I'm taking Kyle
3: Pitts. Yeah.
0: Even with his running backs, his running backs. Even right?
3: with his mm-hmm. running backs, I mean, if Kyle Pitts is everything that he could be, that's Travis
2: is a no
0: brainer, right? <laughs> you know, for the right, next right. ten yeah. years. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: And listen, okay. Najee Harris could end up being you know the next
3: Ezekiel Elliott, somebody like that. I'd like to know what else he has on his team to maybe make another trade.
0: Oh, well, he told us. But, like
3: what are his wide receivers and quarterbacks?
0: Oh, I was gonna say we're out of time. Hertz and Tannehill, Diggs, Cup, Beckham, Marquise Brown, DJ Moore, Henry Ruggs.
2: Maybe you can move one of those receivers.
3: Yeah, I would say like that's the type of you know, if 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 you can do it, um you're you're looking at some of these either questionable starters, you know, Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, whichever one you prefer. Melvin Gordon, potentially, you know, somebody that can give you some production. Carson, would you put Carson in there? I mean, dynasty—that's I mean, that's the top of the heap. But yeah, um, you know, that—that's the type of move I think you're trying to do. Is you know, try and trade Odell for Chris Carson if you can. You know, something along those lines.
0: Well, that is it for our schedule recap episode. We will talk to you on Thursday with fantasy football today. A, a draft review, a post NFL draft mock draft review. Um, stay tuned for that thanks to Dave and Jamie and Ben Schrager I won that draft yeah Najee Harris 33rd overall you'll (laughs) never see it again you will never see it again (laughs) see you later everybody have a good night we'll talk to you later
1: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it